Amen. Good morning. It's a fun song. My soul just wouldn't be contented until I found the Lord. Uh, it's encouraging. I'm going to embarrass her one more time. Sammy got to find that out uh, this week. Finding the Lord. You know, uh, it's good to be back at church. I wasn't here last week. Uh, last Saturday, I had I was writing the, I was writing my sermon and trying to finish it up and get everything and and I just started to, I started to pray because I felt delirious as I was writing. I was like, "What is going on?" Like, I'm like, "Is this the Holy Spirit?" And then eventually I realized, "No, this fire that I'm feeling is actually a fever." Uh, and so I was. I just started to feel, like, so bad, and I ended up texting Peter, uh, you know, at like 9.30 at night, and being like, Peter, I don't know for sure uh, if I'm going to, you know, I'm going to try really hard to be at church and, and be there, but I said, if you can, can you preach in the morning? He's like, sure. I already did a great job, so I want to say thank you for doing that. But, um... It's great to be together again. It's just exciting uh, to be here uh, and, and be able to worship with you this morning. You know, we are going to continue and jump back into our series uh, about when he said, I heard Peter's sermon last week, or the, uh, the title of it, Where No Man Had Gone Before. I was like, okay, that might fit in. And I heard it was a, not that, and that's okay. I heard it was great. But we're going back to our series that we've been doing about if you want to walk on water, you've got to get out of the boat. Right, and uh, so go ahead and turn in your Bible over to Matthew 14. This is obviously our chief text of the series, and so I'll uh, I'll give a, a brief recap and a little information as we we get into this this morning. Actually, you know what? Before I read, can we pray? Let's pray together. Father, I pray that uh, give me clarity of mind, heart. Be with me through Your Spirit. Let me be an instrument of Your will this morning, God. Let, let Your Spirit work powerfully on the hearts of each and every one of us to hear the nuances of, of Your Word, that the little things that maybe are for just each individual as, as You have prepared them, God. I pray that each heart would be deeply impacted and walk away with something to go, I, I want to get out of the boat, Father, or I want to be the person of faith, Father. We, we love You, God. We come to you to pray and worship you this morning, to hear your word and strive to be the people that you, uh, you believe we can be. Amen. Father, we are so grateful for you and for Jesus. We give thanks to you and pray and ask these things in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. So Matthew 14, starting in verse 22. Verse 22. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get in the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. And when evening came, he was alone. He was there alone. But the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost! They said and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. Lord, 
If it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. Beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me! Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? When they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. You know, in this series, as I introduced it before, we talked about that we're going to be talking a lot about the battle we face between fear and faith. Because they are, they are a daily aspect of something we're going to come into. We're going to have to battle each and every day to deal with fear and faith. Right? To overcome the fear that all of us feel with the faith that is available to all of us. And so in this idea, that the concept of this whole story is, you know, will you, or this series really is, Will you be one to get out of the boat and to walk on the water with Jesus? Will you be there to experience the miracle? You know, a funny question I heard, not funny at all, but I thought, what a great question was asked. It says, what is the boat? What's the boat? And it took me a little off guard, you know, when I heard about it. I was like, hmm, that's a good question. Uh, how do I, and I should know that. And so as I was thinking about it, to me it seemed sort of clear and that it was great for me to clarify it. But I wanted to read you part of what the author of uh, the book that this series is based on and, and that we're going through, what, kind of what he said. So what is your boat? He said, your boat is whatever represents safety and security to you apart from God himself. Your boat is whatever you are tempted to put your trust in. Especially when life gets a little stormy. Your boat is whatever keeps you so comfortable that you don't want to give it up, even if it's keeping you from joining Jesus on the waves. Your boat is whatever lulls you away from the faithful call to the great adventure of extreme discipleship. You know, my boat may be different than your boat. So when we talk about a boat, you know, and, and this idea is you have this concept that all of the, the disciples, they're there sitting in a boat together. When we're talking about this idea throughout this series, it's going to be what your boat is. Now, some of us may be in the same boat, right? But some of us may have our own little boats out there on the waves. And we've got to figure it out, right? And so, as I said, mine's different than yours. Your challenges will be different than my challenges. But whatever that challenge is, we're all called to come out and be with Jesus. To step away from that place of security or lulled comfortability. That Honestly, that's where Satan wants us to be anyways. Right? But it's, for us, it's figuring out what do we cling to. You know, what, what is that? It, could, it might not be a that. It might be a he or a she. Right? It could be a relationship. 
It could be a job. It could be this ideal uh, philosophy of security that you have developed in your mind that says, I need this to be okay. And if that this is anything else than Jesus, then you're sitting in the boat, not walking on the waves, right? And so this is what we're talking about. You, the, the goal in this is, I'm not going to tell you what your boat is. In fact, that's your battle, right? That's what you want to go and sit down and dig into your scriptures and spend time in prayer and say, God, help me to see where I'm lulled into this sense of security or comfortability. Or even, some of us are just fearful of letting go of some things. And so it's, it's on you to figure that out. But hopefully what we'll do is get some practical ideas of how we can help each other. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that's what the boat is. When we talk about the boat, that's the boat. All right? And you can figure out what your boat is. I encourage you to really do it. Share it with somebody. All right. But, so that's just the introduction of, of what is your boat. My friend, two points. The first is, actually I didn't give you the title. Come on, Mike. The title is, we're all in this together. We're all in this together. Right? Or we're wrong. Who knows? We're all boats. We're out there somewhere. So, but we're in it together. We're in the, the life and, and the experience. And really, if we're looking at it, we're all in the journey of discipleship, trying to make it to the other side. Right? So, title of my first point is Fear is a Factor for All. Fear is a Factor for All. You know, when we look at this scripture, what we see is we see the disciples were terrified. They were terrified. They're like screaming, it's a ghost. I mean, now if you saw someone walking on water in the middle of a storm, I would be pretty freaked out. I would. If I was in the middle of the lake, I would be freaked out. I give these guys some credit. Fear is not uncommon. It's a very common thing. We all experience fear on some level for some things. Wouldn't you say? We all have something. But these guys, they're, they're terrified. Terrified. And, and But Jesus, he calls me, he says, take courage. I, I, I put that out there because there, are, there is an aspect for all of us where maybe you can feel a little bad that you're fearful. Right? Maybe you can feel that inadequacy because of fear. Anybody ever felt that? I shouldn't be afraid, but I am. I think the reality is, is we all get, get scared sometimes. You know, what were the disciples thinking when they saw Peter? Right? When they saw Jesus and then Peter says, Hey, you know, he tells Jesus, tell me to come to you and I'll come. You know, what were they saying? Did they discourage him from getting out of the boat? You know, we don't, we don't really know um, what it was. You know, were they telling Peter, How do you know it's Jesus? It may not be Him. Were they telling him, We don't know how to steer the boat. Sit down, sit down. Don't get out, don't go. Because they're afraid. Were they just sitting there holding... You, know, you can imagine like, Okay, you're in the middle of a storm in a boat. You're like holding on to the side, and you're just, you know, wide-eyed, fear, don't go, don't go, you know, just holding on, freaked out. And 
But what did they do and what did they say to Peter? We don't really know. And for many of us, I'd say there's the fear of the unknown. There's the fear of the storm. There's the fear of being alone. There's so many fears that come out there that we can relate to, I think, in this. And what I think is important for us to understand is fear is normal. Fear also often accompanies growth. Right? If you're not, if there's not some level of trepidation, then it means you've probably done it before. What, what challenge is there in something you've done a hundred times? Right? It's just, there's not a lot of challenge. And so when you think about that, there's no growth where there is no fear. There's no faith where there is no fear. But faith will overcome fear when we choose it, right? We choose to fight for faith. And that faith is going to come from looking at Jesus. But, you know, for me, I thought of, what's an what's a example of fear for me? Uh, there are many. But one that struck me the most were one of the most terrifying moments of my life that I ever had um, was when I was about 10 years old. Okay? Now, there is, there's a theme park, Six Flags, in San Antonio, where I'm from, and there's this ride, it was called the Rattler. Right? And so the Rattler was the tallest wooden roller coaster in the world. Right? It's a 170 foot drop, and then there's, you know, it's completely made of wood. Oh, yeah. Right? It's, it's 100% wood. It's got these intense turns and all sorts of stuff. And so I remember being nine or so, like the year before this happened, being like, oh, I want to go on the Rattler. I want to go on the Rattler. And it was a new ride. I was so excited. And I was just a little bit too short. So I was like, okay, well, I'll wait till next year. But my sister and my older cousin went on the Rattler. And they go on the ride, and then when they get off, after they've done it, they start telling me how terrifying it was. They start telling me how big the drop was. They start telling me how, when you looked at it, and this is true, when you would look at it, it had this one steep turn, this wide turn, and you would literally see the whole structure sway, like, from far away. You could see it sway as you're standing in line watching them and you hear the people screaming as they're coming around you know and so they're like describing this to me and they're like and it like throws you around and, and they're building this up in, uh, in my nine year old mind right and so in my year later I'm ten years old I still want to go on the Rattler I go to get on, on this ride and my sister's still standing there and she's telling me about the ride still and not like, it's going to be awesome. She's like, it's so scary. And it's going to be this and it's going to be that. And I'm like... And it gets to be this point where I get this dull roar in my ears. I was thinking about this experience. Where I'm standing in line, and this was a still a popular ride, so I'm standing in this line forever. And I finally get to, you know, the, the ride. I'm, I'm, I'm getting in and my stepdad's getting in with me. And we're sitting down, and you know, you get the guys that come through, and they put the rail down, and then they put the, you know, they clip you in, and then the guy starts to walk away, and I, I begin like a level ten freak out, like, like the lose your mind, like you, you, like the, 
like shrieking and screaming freak out, like crying, like snot bubbles, like, I don't want to write, I don't want to, I'm just screaming, I'm screaming, and screaming, screaming, and like losing my mind, like shaking this thing, and I'm, like, I am, I remember this, I had no care that there's, you know, a hundred people staring at me, I just didn't, I was terrified of this ride, terrified, and I, I ended up, the guy ends up, you know, coming back and letting me out, and I do the walk of shame where, uh, I wasn't even ashamed, I wasn't even ashamed, I just walked away because I was like, I don't, I'm, no, I don't want to do it, right, I don't want to do it, and I was so freaked out, but I'm not the only person that's ever done that, now, Mine was probably a pretty spectacular freakout, I have to agree. I think that's probably the most I've ever been truly like terrified out of my mind in my life. Um, I remember that experience very vividly. Uh, fear just drove that one in me. It would be a decade before I would actually go ride this roller coaster. Um, but I, you know what's funny is I love roller coasters. They don't bother me at all. But that one on that day... I couldn't, oh my goodness, I wasn't going to do it. I was a little sad because then, like, you know, a year later, two years later, they took, like, 40 feet off the height of the ride. You know, they reinforced the, you know, section with some steel beams. So it didn't kind of shake quite so much. And all of those are probably good things. But I spent time feeling like I missed out, like, on that great adventure. Right? I missed out. Fear overcame me that I missed something. I missed that experience. And I would do it later, but it, was, it wasn't the same ride anymore. You know, It wasn't the same experience. And I think for us, fear will steal the great experiences from our lives. It will steal the great adventures. You know, you'll, you'll get... Maybe we'll get some more opportunities, but we'll miss so many. Fear, and the same thing with our life with Christ, there are times where we feel like that is way too high. That drop is, uh, no, no. You know, but what we need, one, I want to tell you, it's okay to be afraid. In the sense that it's, you're not abnormal to have fear. But our goal is to overcome that. Because how will you experience, as, the, as this guy calls, the great adventure of extreme discipleship if you don't have the faith to get out of the boat? You don't have the faith, you know, in this case, to get on the ride, to be there, to experience it. We'll be robbed of so many things if we don't. Does that make sense? You know... Faith enables us to experience the joy that God has prepared. The joy. Right? Because I feel like if I'd gotten left on that ride, I, would, I don't know what would have happened to my brain. It might have broken my brain. I don't know. You know, I was so scared. But I think for me, Doing and riding roller coasters, I feel joy. I'm, I have a good time. They're fun. Some of them, like, nah, that was okay. 
I wanted to go faster, or I wanted the, high, the thing to be higher, or whatever. But I, I enjoy those experiences. There are many extreme adventures we'll go on in life that you can either approach with fear, anxiety, worry, trepidation, and you lose the joy, or you approach it with faith, and you get to experience the zeal, the joy, the passion. Some of that fear, and you, you know what I'm talking about? When you, there's some fear that's good, right? It's not fun without some fear. And so I think that that's where we've got to recognize that's okay. So I say that fear is a factor for all. It's all right. It's good to look at that. But as many of you pointed out, my big sister played a big part in that role. (laughs) Right? She had a big, big role in how I responded to that. Actually, funny enough, she will be arriving tomorrow for about a week. She won't be able to make it to uh, church next weekend. They're leaving beforehand, but she'll be here. uh, So amen. But she's awesome. I'm excited they're coming. She's a, she's a great uh, big sister, but, you know, for me, I didn't go through it, partially because of the support, or therefore lack of support, that I might have had in the experience. You know, and what I want to do is I want to look at a situation where Jesus experienced, even from his own family, some opposition to doing what's faithful and right. Turn your Bible to Mark 3. Mark 3, we're going to read 20 and 21, and then we're going to jump uh, to to 31. It says, Then Jesus entered a house, and again a crowd gathered, so that he and his disciples, disciples were not even able to eat. When his family heard about this, they went to take charge of him. For they said, he is out of his mind. Go to verse 31. Then Jesus' mother and brothers arrived. Standing outside, they sent someone in to call him. A crowd was sitting around him. And they told him, your mother and brothers are outside looking for you. Who are my mother and brothers? He asked. Then he looked at those seated in a circle around him and said... Here are my mother and my brothers. Whoever does God's will is my brothers and sisters and mothers. And the title of this is Family Feud, Fear or Faith. Right? And we, you know, most of us know what family feud is. You get the two families and they're, they're uh, yelling back and forth and the answers and they're battling over it. And you get some... Do you guys watch Family Feud? Some of yeah, them? Okay. You get the ones where even if they give a horrible answer, some of them are like, good answer, yeah. good answer, good answer. You know, you're like, that was a really bad answer. And everybody's, uh, you know, you're like, hey, they're hyped up. You know, what we see here, though, Jesus is out doing his ministry. He's out preaching the word. He is often surrounded by all of these people coming to him, asking for help, needing help. And, and they're like, so busy, it says they don't even have time to eat. There's just a continual press. And this is not an abnormal circumstance for Jesus to have this happen. But in this, what we see is 
his family going, he is out of his mind. Jesus' family. People who have seen him grow up, who know him, you know, who knows what his mother has seen him do miracles at this point, and they're still going, he is out of his mind. We need to go get him. And, and so what happens is, is his own family shows up and begins to work against him doing the faithful thing. Right? Begins to go and work against him in doing what's right and what's good. Here Jesus asserts, he says, there's two families in this situation. You have your family of fear and your family of faith. Right? And so... In this family, what we see is you've got the one trying to call him back from doing what's faithful and righteous and and right by God. And you have the other who's on the other side trying to just learn, what do I do and how can I how can I grow? And Jesus is saying, those are the ones. That's who my real family is. Does that make sense? And so but we get this battle going on. This is not an uncommon battle, I think, even in the church. This is not an uncommon battle even in the church. Um, and I don't just mean with some of us who have non-disciple, non-Christian families who work against us. I would even say at times we can be the family of fear rather than the family of faith. You guys know what I'm saying? And there are times where our, our own fear, even as disciples, we can get overcome by fear and actually overwhelm others by our fear. My sister, she was telling me all of this and freaking me out. You know, now, I don't think she was, she, I know she wasn't too freaked out to go again. She was just trying to freak me out. But I think for some of us, we are so freaked out and we reiterate those experiences that we can actually hinder the faith of someone else getting out of the boat and getting out of their boat. Does that make sense? And, and we've got to look at that. You know, there are times for me, I wanted to share... Um, one, one example was I was, was a young Christian. I was probably two, two and a half years into my faith at this point. I was a young, young disciple. I was leading a Bible talk. I was excited to have the experience. I had a couple guys that I was you know, working with as well. And, and in, in this experience, uh, I started dating this beautiful girl. And, and she encouraged me to go and do this uh, Hope Youth Corps go and serve the poor and serve the community and how that was a part of Jesus' ministry too. I said, okay, amen. And I thought, oh, well, I'm going to go away for the summer. I want to encourage my Bible talk and the guys that I disciple to go and, and really humble themselves and serve the church. Uh, while, while I was gone, I said, well, how can I do that? I started reading and I remembered the scripture about Jesus washing his disciples' feet. And I thought, that is such a great example because that takes a lot of humility Right? It takes a lot of humility to wash somebody else's dirty feet. Now, it also takes humility to get your feet washed, because that can be, unless you're paying the person at a pedicure place, apparently. I've never gotten one, but, uh, you know, the, uh, yeah, you're welcome. The, uh, but the idea of this, though, is you see that I, it took me a lot to get there emotionally. Because I had to overcome my own, like, pride and some insecurity, but just mostly pride to be able to go, all right, I'm going to wash these guys' feet because this is a great lesson that Jesus did. So I get there and then I, 
I talk to this brother who's also in leadership, and I tell him about my idea. And I'm really, I've, I've gotten to the point where I'm excited about it. I'm excited to serve them. I've, I've already thought through the whole thing. And I tell him, and then he's just like, It was a very interesting response because he called me out for being prideful and trying to... It, it was... Essentially, he discouraged me from doing it. And I didn't understand why at the time, but he, w- he was like really against me doing that. And, and I just didn't get it. And he told me you know, that it was prideful and I didn't understand why he thought that and... I felt like I worked through a lot of pride to get there, but I said, okay, well, I won't do it. You know? Now, what I suspect is I, think, I, I do think that that probably challenged him a little bit. Um, you know, a guy in leadership, uh, and there was an expectation there, I think, maybe, that, that that made him uncomfortable. And I think his uncomfortability with it came out uh, at me. And so I actually didn't do it because of that. And that was... That was one experience. And then I had another where I was going to try another idea. And I won't go through the whole aspect of it. But I had worked myself. I was like, okay. like I, I came up with an idea for my Bible talk to really try to get a lot of people to come. And felt like, okay, this is going to take a lot of faith. I've got to be out of myself. I've got to go and, and be very zealous and, and do this. And So I get myself ready. I'm like, okay, I've got the idea together. And I go and talk to a brother and who's also in leadership as well. And... Uh, this, I get discouraged again from doing this thing. I've worked myself up, got my faith into a place where I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then I get, end up getting discouraged from doing it again. Because it's not what we would normally do. You know, and it was, it was quirky, it was a bit of a weird thing, but, amen, I would imagine getting out of the boat in the middle of a storm is a little bit of a weird thing to do. And so... But I don't do it. And what I realized later is that I actually began, I stopped thinking and trying to be creative and and stepping out there. And I just fell into this routine of what we do. And I would go out and I would share my faith on campus. And and it became the point where I I could share my faith with dozens of people in a day. And it didn't bother me. Right? And these other ideas, this other idea would have really stretched and pushed my faith out right. there. But I was discouraged from it. But I fell into what was a comfortable, normal expectation and routine that was viewed as faithful. Um, but I stopped dreaming and trying to be creative and, and listening to those things. And I guess my point in all of this is these were... The spiritual faith, you know, was there for those for the individual, you know. And so I look at it and I go, that guy was faithful, but my faith was discouraged. And I think part of it was because of his fear. Part of it was because it was different. And, and I don't know, but in it all, I realized that I stopped doing it. And I guess the thing is, is when we look at it, are we discouraging each other in some great or small ways? We, I know we don't want to do that. We want to be a family of faith, right? The family where we, we're like, go for it. Do it. Get out there. Be like, what would, if the other guys in the boat with Peter had said, go, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they see Peter walk on water. 
I don't know. I, I would imagine if they were already excited about him trying it, if I saw him start to walk, I probably would have just jumped out, though Jesus didn't call me, so I probably would have sank. But, you know, I would have wanted to get out there with him to be a part of it. And I believe that we want to be a family that unlike what Jesus experiences here where he had the battle between the faith and the fear and people he loved and, and were not calling him, he's saying, no, the people who are going to walk by faith, those who are going to do my Father's will, those, that's the family of faith that God's talking about. <clears throat> you know, and so for us, I think it's, it's time for, for us to help each other get out of our comfort zones. Let's do something a little uncomfortable. If your faith, if you've been hearing a call from God that says, hey, do this, and you've been fearful, I want you to pray about it. I want you to talk to somebody else. And yes, get some advice. But at the same time, if you're the one giving the advice, if you're fearful, approach the side of faith. Do you get what I'm saying? Because we can sometimes give advice that's wise, <clears throat> but it's not very faithful. Amen. And let's make sure that we're giving faithful advice. Does that make sense? Yeah. Let's do that. And also, in that though, I want to challenge all of us. Let's get out of our comfort zone. Get out of it. If you've been lulled into this sense of, I do this all the time, find some fear to stretch your faith and grow. Fear is a, is a factor and an aspect of growth. Let's find that. And so in all of this, we don't know what Peter's brothers or the Peter's uh, other you know, disciples were saying to him as he was getting out of the boat. But what we do know is that we as a family play a big part in one another's lives. Right? To be able to get out and do great things for God. I want to encourage us to be the family in this feud, this family feud, the faith or the fear. Let's be the family of faith that I know we want to be. Amen? Let's be the family that, that encourages one another. That goes, you know what? Fear is normal. That's something we all feel. But faith is what's going to call us to get out on the waves, to walk on the water, to be there with Jesus, to do something a little quirky, radical, uncomfortable at times for us. But that's where we're going to see the miracles happen. And we need each other. We need one another. Let's be there to encourage each other to get out of the boat. This week, I want you to carefully consider what your boat is. Talk to somebody about it. Get, get real with them. Let them know. Help them and ask them to help you get out. And you make the decision, I'm going to get out. Amen? We're going to be the family of faith, not the family of fear. Let's be a part of the miracles. Walk on water together and see some amazing things happen. Amen.